Hi everyone, welcome to comedy game design podcast called I Totally Play That, where we create games that you'll wish existed. And with me today, I got Tyler Burrell. Yeah, hello. I got Peter Corvesis. Hi. And I got my man, Kevin Clark. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, the theme for this week is idioms, quotes, and phrases. And Ugh. when I sent that out to you guys, how many of you knew what an idiom was? Because I had to look it up, to be honest. I knew what it was Whoa. in my head, but I didn't know what the definition was. <laughs> I knew what an idiom was, but you said idiomatic expressions. So I had yeah. to look that up. <laughs> you like sent the yeah. link with it because you said that. I'm like, what the yeah, fuck take it easy, is professor. this Maybe be? next time dial it back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so... Webster Dictionary defines an idiom as a group of words established by usage as having a meaning not deducible from those of the individual words. I just read that and I became more confused as to as to what an idiom is. <laughs> an but you're starting a best man speech there. For a <laughs> Uh, wed a wedding is the co com combining of two metals under intense heat. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, d I didn't quite know what an idiom was, so I did have to look it up. Uh, but after looking at it, it's uh, it's a rich it's a rich vein for game design. It's uh, you know each one of these that I look at, I think of at least a WarioWare micro game that that would work with it. Yeah, there was one where I was like, oh, that'd be great for Jackbox games. Like that'd be perfect. Like that, <laughs> that's the first thought that came to mind. Um, thinking finding one that works with a, a larger idea is a little bit tougher. Usually at the beginning of the podcast, I point out uh, real life games that um, that uh, are based on the thing that we're doing the theme on. So I did like movie games and stuff. And for idiomatic expression games, there isn't a wealth of... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what example are you going to pull out of your butthole right there, now? There's yeah, a Wikipedia there, there article. isn't a wealth. There, there is not a wealth of uh, games to draw from. Um, when you search idiom video games, you get gaming-idioms by The Free Dictionary. I'm going to go ahead and click on this link and see what it gives me. Um, yeah, give me that gaming definition. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's literally all it is. It's the definition for video game. That's not what I was looking for. Um, ooh, this, is, this seems promising. PDF, video games and English idioms. Let's see what this is. It's Somebody just wrote their from doctoral video games. thesis. Yeah, this is Somebody a... wrote their doctoral thesis on this. <laughs> Abstract learning English requires real-life context where the stretches of language can be natively communicated. In addition, efficient learning of... This has nothing to do with video games. <laughs> you need this to get to page to three before you really get to the real gamer strats. So what this you're paper... saying is that this is an untapped market that we're about to go into. So we've cornered yeah, this the is market, a whole, essentially. This is a whole new genre. We're really kicking off. We're really turning the industry on its head uh, with, with this one. Um, yeah, it's really going really to be the whole rage at E3 2021. Idiom games are really taking over. Maybe 2022. Um, yeah, is E3 yeah. ever actually going to come back now? I feel like no one's going to go to E3. They're go they, I just got... Um, I have a, a Google alert for E3, and they are switching it up to E4, and they're just going to skip the rest they of E3, go straight to E4, and we're going we're gonna to move on from there. 
So E3 uh, is called E3 because it stands for Electronic Entertainment Expo. Uh, what is the fourth E is, is my question. Ooh. I don't think I don't know if there's a joke here. <laughs> I was the only, is, there, is, there is there anything? Like, is there anything? I don't... Erection? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Porn yeah. gets included in it too now. <laughs> er, electronic Erection Entertainment Expo is the. It's answer. all about erection VR porn. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up uh, funny words that start with E in a panic, uh, and. Let's see what the results are here. Erection. Erection and erection. (laughs) (laughs) I got e-bues to bully someone cyberly. (laughs) E-gads. E-makamu. I did did get another Google alert on my phone about E4. And the fourth E stands for eesh. We're spending a lot of time on this thing. (laughs) I do want want to get to bed by 9.30. This bit is stretchy. (laughs) Do you guys have anyone in your life who, like, misuses idioms every single time? Like, every time they try to use an idiom, they get it wrong? Or very notable misuse of an idiom that occurred to you? We had a guy on one of our projects that would do that all the time. And I remember one specifically where he was saying that, um, oh, yeah, you know, I take this job because, you know, we're always working. It's like making money hand over tin cups. Everybody, and everybody's just standing there staring at him. Like, what did, what was it? What is that you just said? So oh, making money hand over tin cups. And it's like, that is definitely not a phrase. That's, I'm, oh my God. I'm sure I have used. Uh, incorrect <laughs> idioms before or made them up on my own, but that is wrong. It's Hand just wrong. Over tin cups. Hand over tin cups. Oh man, he was so close. He was so close. <laughs> he started and you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, he almost had it. Almost had it. My friend's mom uh, growing up would always say, and I thought it was just the thing she made up or just a mom being a mom, but she would always say, heavens to Murgatroyd. Um, and I thought Why? it was just her. <laughs> I thought it was just her, like getting heavens to Betsy mixed up with something really weird or something. But it is a real thing. Heavens it's like, to Murgatroyd. Yeah, it's from that cartoon cat, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, I think is so. it a cartoon it's, cat? Is it Snagglepuss? Picture the cat. Is that who? Yeah, it is? yeah. He's like pink. Uh, he wears like a like a pork pie hat. Yeah, it's Snagglepuss. It is Snagglepuss. Right? Yeah, it is Snagglepuss, the pink cartoon cat. Yeah. Heavens to Murgatroyd. <laughs> Heavens to <Yeah>. Murgatroyd. <laughs> That's it. There he is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Oh, Kev's very familiar oh, with that great. one. Our friend Emmy um, says has a whole bunch. Uh, pound oh, sand. Pound sand. Yeah, but she uses pound them appropriately. Is I'll is give one her I've heard. Yeah, Pound sand is a good one. That's honestly a really yeah, good thing we to say. That's that like a, a good kiss on off line. Site. Yeah, yeah. Pound sand. Uh, put a nickel in it for when you want someone to do something faster. That's one of my favorite Emmy lines. <laughs> that's a good Put one. a nickel in it. Now, I'm going to Google that to see if that's just something that's just an Emmy-ism. That's like Let's just see. her mom. That's a Marguerite-ism that she just picked up, <laughs> yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, that does seem to be something that is a Marguerite-ism because <laughs> nothing's coming up here. Uh, yeah, no. So I see put a nickel in someone verb to provoke a person to excitement or talkativeness. That's not the case that she yeah, uses. No, it that's so, yeah, so no, it's like a bastardized is... version of, of that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, hats off to Emmy on creating her own idiom. Uh, put a nickel in it. We each uh, brainstormed idiomatic expression games. 
Uh, I don't know if anyone did a phrase or a quote, but that was open. That was uh, fresh meat as well. Um, but mine are all based on idiomatic expressions. So I'm going to kick us off with, uh, with my idea. And I'm going to uh, start with uh, a setting. So a man uh, enters his garage, turns on his car, gets in the car. He's already in the car because he turned it on. (laughs) (laughs) He has a remote start. start. Come on. Yeah, he has a remote start. So he starts the car, then he gets in the car. Very important that I point out the remote start. Um, So he's in his car. He opens his garage door. He pulls out of his uh, garage. He pulls out into the driveway. He pulls out into the street. And when he pulls out into the street, he is struck by a car going 100 miles per hour and just totally obliterates him. Sorry, he's dead. You failed. And uh, that's what would happen if you didn't if you didn't do well in the game that I'm talking about. Because Chris. my game is about a, a guardian angel uh, who must save lives. And it is called... A blessing in disguise. This is not what I thought. I did not think this was either. I was like, is it going to be hit the road? (laughs) Oh, hit the road would be good. No, that was just one example. That's that's the first level of a blessing in disguise. What I what I um, uh, what I described there. I would say the first uh, level would be. Um, opening the garage door for the man that started his car from inside the garage. <laughs> <with> the <closed laughs> yeah, so you have to. So, so basically, it starts with each level starts with a final destination esque oh flashback, where somebody dies a brutal death, and <laughs> you you see what happens. You pick up the clues. First, first clue is that he did start the car before opening the garage. So it probably uh, did do something bad to his lungs there. So you'll want to prevent that. But it really doesn't matter when, when the car careens into him uh, in the end. Uh, but anyway, you need to save this guy's life. So you are a guardian angel. And you are physically manifested within the world as a human. And your job is in each level to save the person who you saw in that flashback or, or flash forward, actually, um, by solving environmental puzzles and never letting them see or do anything suspicious to let them know that you're an angel. So you see this guy get careened into in this car and uh, you have to go into his house and find a way to disable the vehicle or find a way to stop him from getting into the vehicle. You need to find out why he's getting into the car. So maybe you go in and you eavesdrop through the door to see why he's getting in there. And maybe he's going to visit his grandma. So you can like try to place a prank phone call from the nursing home that she's in. She's dead. Or you could go into the, (laughs) yeah, she's dead. Don't don't bother. (laughs) Don't come in today. Don't come in today. (laughs) Or you could go the physical route. You could sneak into his garage, try to locate his tool chest before he's about to get into his car and try to disable the vehicle. Maybe just, uh, you know, jack off all the tires. Yep, pop a tire or, like, get in there under the hood. So what are the gameplay mechanics of this? Like, is this, like, a top-down type of game? Or, like, how, how are you going about this? Or is this another yeah. Chris Gordon VR special? No, it's not <laughs> VR. It's not VR. It's, it's, not, not, it's not a VR, VR. game. <laughs> This I'm picturing. Is, oh, go ahead. I want to hear what you think it is. 
or what you say I was going to say it's essentially at a three quarter angle so you're viewing from the top down but you could see more dimension uh, in in the frame okay. so it's not just like uh, it's not just like you just it's see not just the like straight top down 2d it's like exactly it's it's like uh, command and conquer or <clears throat> um, Super Mario RPG oh, okay. type angle <clears throat> uh, see what, where I you see. can see more it, it's like a 3d environment but you're still moving uh, within like a uh, static you know, camera the, type of thing exactly Exactly, mm. static camera. Um, so yeah, you're exploring the space in there, and there is of course a time limit. So you see that flash forward, and then you know maybe you have three minutes to solve this puzzle, and each one has multiple, multiple ways to solve them. So you could you know potentially place that uh, prank phone call if you find out what he's doing fast enough, or right. you could go for the physical approach, disabling <laughs> the vehicle in this case. Um, huh. So yeah, that's the basic idea. What were you gonna say, Tyler? I was I was gonna say I pictured like a um, oh, what was that game uh, from like the nineties? Riven is is Riven a game? It's the sequel to Mist. I remember playing uh, Riven with my dad. We did not play Mist, so maybe that's why. We <laughs> but it was like a it was like a point and click puzzle thing oh, where you could like click yeah. around on the thing and uh, mm. you'd be in this room and you'd go over to the wall and there'd be. Like, you know, uh, like three dots on the wall and you would have to interpret what those would mean and, you know, click around. And like you said, you click over the tool chest, maybe you can open a drawer and there's a hammer in there or a screwdriver that you can use to pop a tire or something. I like that idea because you could get more specific with the exploration then. So it's not just go check the dresser. It's check each drawer in the dresser. You literally right. have to look in each drawer and time is ticking down. So uh, there's a game similar to Riven, similar to Mist that I used to play uh, called Titanic something. Hold on, Titanic. Yes, I know. I, I played that game. Yes, okay. I think, it's I, a good I, think one. I only played the demo of that game, but I played that <laughs> it's, game. But it's yeah, you're like trying to solve a mystery or something on the, yeah. I, I got it at the flea market when I was younger. <laughs> it is uh, a not well-known game for uh, PC and Mac uh, Maybe called Windows Titanic. 95. Yeah, Windows 95, very much so. Titanic Adventure Out of Time. It was yes. uh, a Mist-esque uh, adventure game, a point-and-click uh, where you had to solve the mysteries of the Titanic and try to prevent the Titanic from crashing. And there was a built-in clock. It was like a Majora's Mask-esque clock where it was like a long period of time, but you had to get a lot done in that period of time. So it was very stressful. Um, and for that reason, I never finished it. So you're saying there's, for your game, there's a lot of levels. So there's like... What are like? What's an example of another level? So like, you got to save the dude from getting hit, backing out of his driveway. Is it like mm -hmm. other car-based levels, or is it like? I think we'll stay away from cars from the mo for the most part with the other ones. That would be weird if they were all just based on cars <laughs> for no reason. So it's that's a weird state... secondary driving game, yeah. which you're the passenger. All state presents. Is it is it the same guy every level too? Like you're protecting the same guy for the entire game. That's actually Ooh, funny. I, like I didn't that. think of it yes. that way. But yeah, this guy just has the worst luck, and he's yeah, about he's to just die every single prone. day. Because I would feel yeah. like by the end of the game, I was like, "Are you sure God doesn't want this man dead?" <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the final level. 
you got, you got that one up god the fact that you know fate is fate and you have to let it go yeah as an angel it's it's your job to protect this man but it's as an angel it's also your job to carry out god's will so yeah. if god has made it's his will very clear do... by trying to kill this man every single day <laughs> then maybe yeah. you should just let maybe that's the ending maybe yeah, it's coming to, to terms the with the fact that that you have to you know uh give in to the uh creator there and you know carry out his will. man you could Let set it up for a sequel where you god of war style betray and turn your back on god and you go against his will maybe that's it maybe maybe it ends with like you saving this guy's life for like the 12th time and then you get a phone call from god and god's like what's up man i need you to chill with this i need to kill this guy and this then guy's you gotta die man. you turn around and you have like the uh michael jackson thriller red eyes look directly into the camera and that sets it up for a blessing in disguise to renegade what if the renegade um, angel what if the last yeah. level was the d direct opposite, where the guy's putting in a, in a scenario where he is so safe, there's nothing that can harm him, and you have to put him in a scenario that will... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to make it right. He's Your like in a padded room in a, in a right. psych yeah. ward. You need to fix this. He's straight jacket. There's nothing he can that can happen to him, and you like have to put him in uh, yeah, scenario. He's had like twelve near-death experiences, twelve days in a row. He submitted so he's, himself. Like, called the psych ward and asked to be submitted so that he could be in the white room. And you have to find a way to kill him and make it look natural oh, like by that. solving environmental puzzles. <laughs> Oh, I like that a lot. Okay, oh, so mine is, a, mine, yeah, is a a mine is a twofer. Mine is a double-disc package. So it's a Blessing <laughs> yeah. in Disguise, disc like one, and then disc two is a Blessing in Disguise, colon, renegade. Colon, <laughs> renegade. <laughs> wow, okay, that makes the game a lot better. And I have come around. It is a point-and-click adventure, for sure. Thank you for that input, Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a point-and-click adventure, and it, it does have the built-in clock uh both times so yeah you you need to make sure that you're keeping up to time with uh your puzzle solving lest the man die in the first uh it, it does kind of defeat everything you did in the first disc if in the second <laughs> disc you're just trying to undo it but i kind of like that about it yeah i mean the one of the best things about building a tower out of blocks is knocking the blocks over at the end <laughs> so you do want to um destroy what you've built I think is yes. is a is a good aspect of your game. You want to see this yeah. man burn, probably literally. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you could burn down the sideboard. <laughs> you could literally. try. You you could try to crack open the door and and throw a, a grenade in there real quick without anybody <laughs> noticing. And in that without case, it does notice. become a stealth game. There are stealth mechanics, which. Would be kind of weird with a point-and-click adventure, I guess. But who cares? We're breaking all the rules with this one. It's colon renegade. It's so, an you know, angel. We gotta break it's all fine. The rules. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my idea. A blessing in disguise slash a blessing in disguise colon renegade. Very nice. A very good use of the um, the topic material, I think. Yes, yes, yes. Um Cool. So that one's mine. Let's go down the line. Tyler, what's what's your idea? Can I use the bathroom before we do this? I did <laughs> yes, not pee when you guys peed, so now it's my turn. I've never heard I, that I, idiom before. <laughs> Can I use the bathroom before I do this? Go on. I'm going to go pee-pee too. Hope oh, you don't Chris, mind. again? I'm going to leave my AirPods here so you don't hear me pee. I don't want to let you <laughs> <listen to me. laughs> 
back, baby. I'm back. You guys synced that me? up pretty well. Yeah, wow, we got back at the exact <laughs> same like, time. We both walked in the frame at the same time. We have uh, very uh, in, in sync uh, urinary <laughs> tracts. That's it. That's something I've always known about me and Tyler. It was a real problem when we uh, lived right next to each other. When we, we shared a bathroom, bathroom yeah. <laughs> we all, it was always, you know, are you in there again? I have to go. I need that. to go right now the exact same time. <laughs> it was a big problem. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so first, I do want to bring up an issue from the past couple times I've been on the podcast, which is I know I fall prey to creating games that are uh, maybe put in the category of oops, all cutscenes. So, <laughs> I do realize that that is something I am. Oops, uh, all cutscenes. You're not a big gameplay guy. That, but I'm not a big gameplay guy. I'm a, I'm a big picture man. We'll give it to the eggheads <laughs> down in the lab. They'll figure out the. Uh, <laughs> so <clears throat> Tyler have... just creates movies that have gameplay in the middle yeah, of them. You're, the, you're you're pretending you're on a movie podcast every time. Yeah, you're on that's, I want it to be a movie podcast every time. I want. <laughs> Uh, no, so, okay, I want to introduce you guys to a little show, very little known, on a little known network called, uh, and I hope I'm saying this right, HBO, and um, <laughs> the show is a um, little show, just discovered it, I've never heard anybody talk about it before, The Wire, if you guys have heard of The Wire, <laughs> so, um, my game is called To Walk the Straight and Narrow, colon The Wire, colon The Game. Oh, wow. Okay. To walk the straight so, and narrow. <clears throat> basically, this is just HBO's The Wire, but not the cop part. So just forget about the cop part. It's like half okay. of The Wire. It's just the, the street gangs, and you're a street-level hustler on the mean streets of West Baltimore, but you're not like a kingpin or anything. You're just kind of like one of the ground guys, maybe like a, I don't know what you'd call it, but like a soldier in good standing. I guess like you're not causing trouble, but you're just kind of <laughs> you're in the that, mix, that's, right? That's definitely the terminology that street gangs use <laughs> to, to refer to their members. A soldier in good stance. 1950s mafia. <laughs> yeah. So there, have you ever seen the show? Have you guys seen the show? I'm, I'm sure. I I no, have not maybe. actually seen, seen the parts. show, and I'm sorry to say that because I hear people it's know of the show anyway. Yeah, but it, it's oh, like absolutely. the type of show where it's like I feel like it's too late for me to watch it now. And oh, I'm, too I, far I'm watching gone. it for the first time right now. This is why it's come to my. I'm like on. I've been like crushing through it. Yep, I've heard lots of people say that it's been a quarantine find of theirs. Like they haven't seen the choir, and now because of quarantine, they're finally watching it. Well, now especially yeah, with HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I. I just found out about HBO Max yesterday. Trying to log into HBO now. But. So, yeah, it's definitely it's one of those shows where you're like, oh, man, everybody talks about it, but it's like an undertaking. I don't want to do that. But now you don't have an excuse. So I started watching it and it's amazing. But uh, there's a guy on the show called Poot. They call him Poot. And he's just kind of like he's not a main guy. He's in like every five or six episodes. He's just kind of there. He's doing his thing. That's the guy that I'm talking about. You're like that guy. He's you're not, like that guy, not, or you are that guy. Do you play as? You're Poot? not. No, you're not necessarily that guy. But oh, you're okay, a okay. guy that is like that same deal, right? So you're just you're in the mix. You're like I said, soldier in good standing. <laughs> you're not running anything, but you're not you're not like the low man on the totem pole either. So basically, <laughs> yeah. what I'm what I'm picturing is like a Grand Theft Auto type 
thing where you're running, you're doing street missions. You're like, okay, okay. you got to run from the police, and there's maybe like a parkour mission or like a, a car mm. mission. You're like um, doing things with the, the uh, street corners, and you're trying to work your way up, right? So you're gotcha. um, maybe you start out as a runner, and then you start like running a corner on yourself, or maybe there's a mm-hmm. mission where you know you have to put some muscle on a rival crew. You know, kind of thing, mm, doing what you can do to, to work your way up through the ranks, right? But, um, but man, like, life is really hard in the street, right? And it's all, but it's all <laughs> you know, and you know that you can't go this way forever, but you need to get out. But how? You, need, you know you need to elevate yourself. You have to walk that straight and narrow. And you realize mm. that you have to do that literally. And there's only one way oh. to do that, which is by joining the circus and training to become a professional fighter. <laughs> <type of buffer>. Yes! <laughs> yes! So now that you such a turn. Oh my so now god! I love you it. get into this game and and you are now wanting to again work your way up through, but you're doing it at the circus. So you've done it at the, <laughs> at the street level. Now you're doing it through the circus because you're trying to walk this straight and narrow. So you're going through, and the second part of the game adds a little bit more of a um. There's like a honing of your skills, honing of your craft. So like mm. those parkour levels and things in the in the first part maybe oh. add to your skill set in the second part because you can use that. Now maybe you've got a little bit more of a defined core that'll help you with your balance. But you know you're still doing these oh, things wow. to work your way up through the circus. So it's like a um, slumdog millionaire type thing where like of, your yeah. upbringing on the streets like helped prepare you for but, in this case your life in the circus. All of your past decisions <laughs> affect how you right. uh, yeah. work. Well, those later. would be like um, like side missions and things. So you could have skipped them and continued along with the story. But then maybe you get to the circus part and you have like no balance or no mm. coordination because you didn't do those you know, the sleight of hand one. Then during the second half, as you're working your way up, there will be like temptations that'll try and pull you back to your old mm. life on the streets. Oh, so, you wow. know, like, okay. oh, well, I have to pay for trapeze lessons because the next step is to be the trapeze <laughs> guy. And then you become the tightrope guy. But how are you going to pay for that? Maybe uh-huh. Weebay calls you. He's another guy from the wire. But Weebay calls you. He wants to cut you in for one last score. So, you know, <laughs> you, you got to like balance those. So that's that's where I'm at walk with that. Walking the straight and narrow, keeping your balance. Dude, walk wow, in the straight and narrow. Theme. And the wire, same thing. It's literally the wire ball. Yeah. Oh my. See, wire. I was gonna compliment was, you for that. I'm, I'm that, getting a lot of layers. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying wow. to go a lot of layers with it. So, uh, that being said, I did not know how it ends. So maybe you guys can help <laughs> me with how it ends. Because <laughs> that's as far as I got. I think it ends with the final challenge being like. It combines your street life with your circus life because uh, your last big score in both situations is you have to do like pull off a big bank heist or something. And in order Ooh. to get away with the money, you have to tightrope walk across two skyscrapers Ooh, with the money, with the bags of money, with the dollar sign on either end of that bar. <laughs> and you're also being cheered on by like the bear on a bicycle yeah. from down Ooh, on like the street that. level. <laughs> like Guinness, uh, Guinness world records is like filming it from the ground. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah. That's, I like that. That's fantastic. I think that's the final mission right there. Yes. So that's my oh, game. Oh wow! I love that. <laughs> what's what city does um, the wire take place in? Baltimore. It's Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. Baltimore. So are you picturing like uh, are you picturing like open world exploration? Uh, kind of, yeah. Of so well? I, I liked that idea of like I keep saying Grand Theft Auto because it's really all. I mean, mm. it's like the the staple game for that kind of thing. So like Saints yeah, that's, Row. Or or yeah, like sure Saint, uh, Saints Saints Row. Row. Yeah. I'm so I'm, <laughs> I'm trusting Pete. The Saints Row is also. <laughs> I like the idea that um, it's Grand it's Grand Theft Auto esque and Saints Row esque in this like giant city open world, 
But mm-hmm. since you're a circus dude, you also have extreme parkour skills. So you can like scale Ooh, yeah, these yeah, skyscrapers. Like and Assassin's stuff. Creed style do, like, traversal the, um, throughout yes, the city. Like, the alley exactly, or yeah. exactly. Oh, I like that. And if you're on the run from the cops or something, you can just like climb a skyscraper and try to get away. <laughs> <laughs> you do turn into a cat person and you can climb yeah, up yeah, the side yes. of the building. <laughs> Maybe you could do like uh, like quest missions to learn like skills from the different circus performers. Like you could train with like the strong man and get like up in oh. strength. Or like if you want to like <laughs> like <laughs> take a skill and like a lesson from the fire breather, and then you can start breathing fire as like. Oh a, yeah, you can use that like as you progress through the game. Or the knife, the knife throwing guy. Are you joining a circus that is like? above board completely or are you joining a circus with like some sketchy mm. carnies who you think you're getting out of the dark past and you're in this mm. like this Ooh. world and that's kind of what like you're trying to walk the straight and narrow and you're trying to avoid it but there's mm. these other dudes you're taking like you're going to the strong man to be like hey i need to get stronger but he's like all right to get stronger you got to help me do this and like you maybe, have to maybe you think you're joining a straight and narrow circus but by you joining the circus, you make the circus straight and narrow. Hold on. How about you find out that the circus <laughs> is secretly owned by, like, the head honcho of your gang that you were previously <laughs> in? Okay, the circus is owned by Avon Barksdale. Yeah, yes. And that's what brings you full circle for the end with the bank Perfect. heist. That's how that's he it. launders his money is through <laughs> the circus. Through the traveling You think you're circus. out of the game, but you've been in the game the whole time. Barnum and Bailey's was a front. This is exactly what we wanted you to do. <laughs> This is what that's we've been it. grooming you for all along. <laughs> Shoot. That, what was his that's name? That's Baltimore, baby. Poop. <laughs> Poop. Poop. That's want um, return. I want to return to the skill progression aspect of this. Um, so I like the idea that there's skill progression and there's lots of different options. So you could do the fire breathing. You could do the, uh, you could focus on your strength, your super strength or whatever. Um, but I like the idea that there's all these options and there's only a limited amount of time. So pulling in like a persona-esque calendar system where you could only focus on so many things before like the date of the big heist approaches. So you need like to that. decide, yeah. am I going to focus on my fire breathing skills or yes. am I going to focus on my like uh, uh, elastic man flexibility skills? <laughs> and then the the mission, the final mission plays out differently. The final heist plays out differently depending on which skills you focused on. So maybe if your skill is extreme strength, you break in through the back wall. But if you focus on like your elastic, uh, like I could bend over backwards type thing, then you need to navigate like a laser That's maze it. or something. Ooh, dude, you know, I love those alternate endings. You know <laughs> yes, I love them. yes. So yes, I'm all aboard for that. Yeah. Or else yeah. you're just rolling up to the last mission as Superman, just like destroying everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or you, you, mess, you unlock you, the laser eyes. I can't believe you mess it. up and you've just been hanging out with the clowns the entire time. So your only skill is like throwing pies. And no you got that bottle of seltzer water and that's it. That's hard mode. It's just all distraction. You're just distracting guards here and there. Yeah, it's hard yeah. mode. Legendary mode. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love that. Just hanging out with the clown. <laughs> That's fucked up. All right, Pete, what's your game? So in my game, you start out as a family man. You kiss your wife goodbye. You hug your kids. You go to work. You get to your office. And then 
you think you go through your day and the next day you wake up and oh wait, you're not home. You're actually dead. You've been oh. stabbed in the back. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't realize that that happened? <laughs> no. So like you're like your goat, like you like block out that trauma. So your character okay. does not know how they died. Oh, like a memento. But the game is called situation. Stabbed in the Back. <laughs> the game is called Stabbed in the Back. Yeah. So you don't know how you've died. Oh, man. So this whole game oh. is based off you are now a ghost trying to solve and avenge your murder. Oh, wow. So the way that's, to do this, awesome. though is you cannot just like, I'm a ghost, I'm a go through walls. There's like uh -huh. different rules for your type of ghost. You cannot, like you, you can't Patrick Swayze, like grab stuff and pull it off of walls and like open drawers. You need to possess bodies to be able to do anything. Oh. And you have a time limit for how long you can possess a body. Oh, I love this. Yeah, so that's great. there's been a police investigation. So you have to somehow find a police officer to possess their body and get in the police station to see the evidence and to see things. And you have to gather wow. your intelligence, mm. but you can only do it by possessing bodies. Oh, I love that. that. And, I love and the that. other I thought is, that. if you possess a body too many times, they start to realize it. So you can't just keep going back to this one cop and like just oh, keep possessing them and going yeah. in. You gotta keep eventually, finding creative solutions. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna uh, figure like it that. out and realize that they are being possessed. Too. Like if you're, if you that. are um, possessing the lead detective, you may not want to do that until toward the end of the investigation when everything's laid out. Yeah. You, wanna, mm -hmm. you know, I, I like that a lot. Wow. Yeah. Let's go ahead and put like a hard rule. One, you can only, uh, you can only possess each person once. Yeah. So you need to like have your goal laid out before you possess them so that you could go right. take action on that. And then you only get to possess them for what? I don't know, five in-game minutes or something. Yeah. So you mm -hmm. need to like plan out your route and what you're going to do and like right. possess them at the right time where maybe they're in a car at the time. So you possess them while they're driving and then you go, you can like determine, I want to go to here. Yeah. Station, yeah. Oh, huh. wow. That's great. Yeah, that's really nice. You can also like possess your business. If you like have a business or you're, I don't know, I didn't like flesh out the character, but if your character is mm -hmm. like a lawyer, you can possess your law partners and go through their stuff and see like, oh. do they have shady dealings? Are they doing stuff like. So there's like side up? missions. Yeah. And you can <laughs> see like, oh, or maybe that'll lead to your killer because, oh, it turns out your partner at the law firm is doing uh, pro bono work for like oh. this drug dealer or something and who has like all these ties. I was just going to say, this is a. This is a petty ass ghost. You just got <laughs> stabbed in the back, and what are you gonna do with your like limited time in the afterlife? Oh, I'm gonna bust my fucking friends. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna spend my time doing. So, what is the Narc end ghost. game of this? Is it is the end game to sabotage the case so that you can invoke ghost justice? Like, so, what, I what think are you the end game at? is I think you can go one of two paths. You can end game help solve your own murder. So they get arrested and go to jail and stand trial with like full evidence, or you can go full ghost vengeance and try and like figure out a way to find your killer and then find a way to murder them without oh. though. Like then you have to consider is the person you're possessing to murder your killer then going to go to jail for you Ooh. type of thing. Why don't you just possess the killer and then 
kill commit yourself. Commit suicide. <laughs> That's what I was just about to say. That's what I was just about to say. So, so if you, so the killer is someone that you know. There's a reason yeah, why so they killed you. So theoretically, you could have already possessed the killer exactly, once while trying exactly. to figure oh. it out. But if you happen to not yeah. do that, then you get to just like have the easiest final mission ever where you just walk them up to the top of a building and jump off. <laughs> but yeah, but you're right. You could like the chances of that are so small, especially if a, with a small pool of people that you know or mm-hmm. whatever that you can possess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh that's wow. Neat. That's great. I like that a lot. I like the strategy oh, aspect of that. Yeah. Super open-ended. What, what are you picturing as to like, uh, the presentation, like, is it like a 3d world? Are you like in an open world kind of thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining, uh, I never played it, but I think Detroit become human is like, kind of like a, I just really thought the style of that was super cool where like you can possess someone and like a heavy rain, you have like a chart of things you can decide oh, to do with the wow. person. Okay. That's cool. like, I want to do this or that or this. And also it's the type of game you could do it in the style of heavy rain where you can have 25 different outcomes like 25 different endings depending on what you choose to do who knows maybe Mm. you just never solve your own murder because you've possessed everyone Mm. that you can and you can't solve it (laughs) that's like the worst ending of the game a a ghost forever yeah then then you're just a vengeful spirit (laughs) now what if when you find out why they killed you you get it you're like oh okay (laughs) then maybe that's one of your endings yeah. And, and you just, you let him, you decide to forgive as yeah. the ghost. Wow. And that's that's the true pacifist ending. Yeah, yeah true pacifist ending. <laughs> you decide to forgive, but never forget. Because <laughs> you see how you were like an asshole from their perspective and like, oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then oh, that guy is the subject for uh, for uh, a blessing in disguise, Colin <laughs> Renegade, <laughs> and he's the one it's, you have to take out. right into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's great. Uh, one thing <laughs> that I just want to point out: Have you ever heard of the game Avenging Spirit, Pete? No. Because what you just described is the Game Boy game Avenging Spirit. Minus a whole bunch of detail. Minus a whole bunch of detail. But this is a game that wasn't a big hit, but my uncle, my uncle Ricky, happened to have (laughs) in his Game Boy collection. And when I would go to his house, I'd play his Sega Genesis because I only had a Super Nintendo. I'd play his Game Boy because I did not own any portable systems at the time. And on his Game Boy, he had Avenging Spirit. And it was a game that was loosely translated into English. It may have even just been in straight up (laughs) Japanese, actually, when I was playing it. But it's a game where you, it's a side-scrolling, like, just action game. I pulled up the description. So it's, it's eerily, it's very similar to what I just described. Yeah. During a walk with his girlfriend, the player is ambushed by agents of a, of a mysterious crime syndicate who take uh-huh. his girlfriend away and shoot him to death. Specifically oh, no. shoot him to death. Now as a wandering spirit uh, with the ability to possess most others, he is summoned by his girlfriend's father who researches ghost energy and is given a mission to save her from the crime syndicate who is holding yep. her hostage. Yep. Wow. Avenging Spirit. This is one of those games that like I remember very loosely from my childhood because I only got to play it at my uncle's house every now and then. But it just stuck in my head. You can't attack or possess enemies in the game. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, and like all the all the people that you possessed had different abilities. So you could possess this one guy who has like a submachine gun, or you could possess this woman who only has like a purse that she's swinging around or something. <laughs> or there was like this like uh, karate woman who you could possess, and she could do like flying kicks and stuff. So very different. But I just awesome. wanted to point out how weirdly similar that was to wow. your game idea. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta. Oh my god. I have to open this. Im- I have to send you guys this image of the Japanese release poster, the European release poster, and then the U.S. <laughs> version of the poster. Drop it in the chat. Drop Let's it in the chat. Look. It is so insane what the U.S. poster is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> The, yeah, the Japan and European oh versions God. look a lot more like the game. And then the, the he, my uncle did have the U.S. version, it seems, because I remember this man with the Tommy, <laughs> the Tommy gun. gun. The crazed-eyed <laughs> on, man. On the cart. It looks like yeah. a Dick Tracy victim. Uh, it really yeah. does. Yeah. So just to oh, illustrate, the Japan cover and the Europe cover have the cute ghost and all the cartoon yeah, people like that Casper are actually Yeah, it's like the Friendly the Ghost as the cover. Yeah, um, and then in the U.S. version, it is just an angry man with a Tommy gun. It does look like <laughs> it does look like the mask in the scene where he does pull out the Tommy gun and start firing it in the alley. You can't, you can't even tell if it's like a ghost themed game from that. Yeah, uh, no, you have yeah, no yeah, idea. Like oh, this is like game. gangsters. Okay. <laughs> I also you... just want to point out that in the Europe version, there is a a nude man. Uh, like in the fetal <laughs> position and in the like, Japan what? version they've like colored him to put him in a onesie of some sort it seems <laughs> oh that is strange what's what going the on hell? there the Japan version also has a, a dragon in the bottom left yeah which there's was, just like Godzilla in the bottom left corner yeah which was one of the characters that you could possess in the game <laughs> I like how they have karate man baseball man old lady cat lady Godzilla. Snagglepuss. Snagglepuss. <laughs> Heavens to Murgatroyd. Or Heavens game. to Murgatroyd. Heavens to Murgatroyd. <laughs> Kev, what's your video game idea? So I didn't know how to um, present it. So I uh, I wrote it up like the back of like a book, like a paperback book. Yeah. Oh, like my presents. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So, Does it have um, an about the author at the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about the <laughs> Yeah, I'll get to that part, too. Um, So mine goes, uh, about eight years after a zombie apocalypse, survivors have set up a walled town as a sanctuary. Security is strict, patrolling the walls and streets, looking to prevent any zombies from entering or attacking the residents of the community. Doctors treat sickness, farmers raise crops and livestock, and groups go on supply runs in the neighboring abandoned buildings. All residents are regularly checked, and those who go on supply runs are inspected upon re-entering to make sure they are not infected. Every person plays an integral part in the survival of the community. You are not a member of the community. You are a zombie who has snuck into the walled town. Your goal is to sneak through the town undetected, devouring as many people as possible. You want to catch individuals off guard, (laughs) slip past inspection stops, and take down the town little by little. But don't let the guards find you because you wouldn't be caught dead. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That prestige at the end. Yeah. Oh, man. So for the way I envisioned it, it was, it's literally like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. But instead of Solid Snake, you're like a zombie. 
and you're like sneaking in. So you have to do is you have to like stealthily like catch a citizen off guard, like devour, mm. like pull them to like a dark alley or something. And as opposed to like a sleeper hold, you're like eating them. <laughs> yes, um, I love that. So are you Resident Evil style shambling zombie, or are you like 28 days later like completely in control of your motor function zombie? I want to say it's it's a little mix of both. Uh, you um, you can't run very fast, like you can. Uh, you can move uh-huh. at a steady, but you can't, you don't have like motor control with like your hands. So you can't like operate um, guns or weapons and things like gotcha. that. Okay. Um, but the way I envisioned it, like you could use like basically your turning people into zombies as like a distraction. So you could bite mm. someone, turn them into a zombie and like shove them into the crowd. And then oh, they can I be a distraction that. to like everyone oh. like going into like, oh, there's a zombie and that, that could like clear an area and you can sneak by the guards in that kind of respect. Huh. Um, I love and then that. I didn't know how <laughs> it would play off, but I was thinking like if there was like a crowd of people, there could be like a mini game kind of thing where you have to attempt to look alive to blend into a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and That's it off. Like it's like this kind of meter where like that goes up and down. Where it's like, oh, believable. Oh, no, this is a corpse kind of thing. It's like, like so- that Final Fantasy VII marching mini game where you need to stay in between. <laughs> yeah, you have the to like, have to do the a- ratings either go up or down depending on how well you're doing. Yeah, I was saying oh, like man, the Tony good. Hawk grinding meter where you yes. have to, like, stay yeah, balanced in the middle. <laughs> But, oh um, man, that's yeah. Great. And then in terms of um, the only other real note I had is that in terms of uh, gaining health, you have to eat brains. Like that's mm, those are yes, your like yes. oh, you Legend of Zelda hearts, yourself. and it takes longer to do. So you're like, and once you start, like the animation takes like five seconds. So you're out mm-hmm. in the open, like you can't move. Right. You need to make sure you're in a safe area. Let mm-hmm. me add a gameplay layer on top of this, and that is, um, so you eat brains. If you eat brains, if you eat that person's brain to uh, refill your health, that person is dead. Like, they are not even a zombie, sure. they're dead. But if you don't need to eat brains, if you have conserved your health, you can bite them and turn them into a zombie. So in certain zombie fictions, let's say like a Stranger Things type thing, there's like a leader monster who controls the other monsters and is able to bend them to their whim. So let's say as the game progresses and you're getting better and better at the game, you don't just have to control your own actions. You also have to turn other people into zombies and control their actions to maximize the carnage and maximize the damage so you send them out like almost like uh giving them uh certain uh objectives so like uh set up like a barricade for me or uh you know make a distraction or attack this specific person and you could give them like uh occupations Mm -hmm. and missions to carry out do you have to then if you do that way i'm thinking like assassin's creed to brotherhood where you can like you have to get a specific type of person to do a specific type of mission. Mm. So you have to turn like a specific, like you have to turn like a that. child to be able to complete like this mission that involves tight, small spaces. Oh, so I love like that. Stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yes. Oh, that's great. Or there I, is somebody who joined the circus uh, with a little crossover <laughs> from Tyler's game, and maybe maybe you need them to do some, you know, high, high flying rooftop shenanigans. I was just thinking, like in terms of the mechanic where. Um, like eating the brains for health there might be like specialty 
people like on the map like say it's like a general or something and if you eat his brain like you gain additional information like a passcode oh, or something oh, oh that's, that's good and that helps you further along i like the thought of that that by devouring certain people you gain intel on the town and the layout right. of the town so yeah, if you so get you just like the layout oh, at all yeah, so if you start. get just like a rando dude at the front gate, he's not going to know the full layout of the town. He only knows his main area. But yes. if you get someone that like goes out and does runs and is like very important, you can get more right. of a layout of areas. That's really cool. That's a good and idea. That is I cool. like the I like idea that, that you have to choose between being like a sort of lone wolf and continuing to like just trick out your character so let's say there's a character uh let's say there is a civilian who knows like kung fu or something um and you've determined this about him you know he has this knowledge so when you get him you can choose to eat his brains and gain those kung fu powers or turn him to your side and use his kung fu powers externally to your advantage via your mission setting. Could, could yeah, so like would he be a character who there's like you said the general who has all the information mm -hmm. are there high mm -hmm. risk high reward characters that you have yes. to go find where if you find the kung fu guy if you get his brains and you learn that skill, you're mm -hmm. dope and you got this great <laughs> fighting skill. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he could kill you easily because yes. he's this great kung fu guy. Because he knows so kung you have fu. to yeah, like really plan it out. Easily, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or the um, the general would be like very high, heavily guarded, so you have to kind of like mm -hmm. get him alone somewhere. It, so there's yep. a whole lot of strategy involved there too. Have you guys played Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain? I know you have, Pete. Didn't you play it for like five minutes? Oh, come on. Okay. I just well, I can't get into them. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom I didn't Pain know there were has five like of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's how many there were. <laughs> um it has this uh gameplay loop where uh each mission takes it's in an open world and as you approach the mission like setting, like the town or the refinery or factory or whatever it is, you literally approach it in the open world and you spend time in the open world finding places that are good vantage points to observe and learn as much as you can about mm. the people you're about to encounter and the base you're about to intrude. So you look over here and you see that, oh, there's a like Jeep that's driving around the edge constantly. So let me be aware that that's there. Oh, there's uh, the the like colonel. I could tell by his headwear he's the colonel and he's standing like directly in the middle surrounded by a circle of armed guards. So and here's the KFCs that the colonel operates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm also yeah. just... I'm imagining a zombie just on a cliff, like, yes. <laughs> binoculars. <Yes. laughs> and it's like the yeah, yeah, so, janky ass yeah. animation of putting binoculars to his face. Yeah, he can't use guns, but he can tape binoculars to his hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's a very funny animation where, like, his finger falls off as he does it or something. <laughs> um, Every time. Yeah, you can only use the binoculars ten times total. Yeah, before you lose and all the last fingers. time he's just like balancing it on his pinky <laughs> to hold it up. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I love the idea that you are doing uh, like reconnaissance in the open world to see what challenges and what opportunities lie in the uh, area that you're about to take on. So. Uh, yeah, doing that as a zombie adds like a whole other wrinkle right. because you obviously have limitations as a zombie. So are you, were you planning this as like a large open world or you're like, this is one town and you're just going to fuck up this one town real good? I, f I was thinking of it as uh, 
one town at the time of creation because I, I always think about like whenever they do something like that in like uh, a zombie film it's always just like one area that's like secure and that's where the survivors are like holding down and then mm -hmm. like they go to like um buildings or like other towns or something nearby to like mm. look for supplies and things like that so like the entire place is like infested like their surrounding area is like infested with zombies but this area is uh specifically secured just because they have like contained uh the right, infection outside so yes yeah, so like this one town has defenses and you're you're tasked by the zombie overlord <laughs> to take down this town i think that's this that's so fun. Like the yeah, thought of like yeah, wandering so up to a town and like just wrecking Sneaking it. In and, yeah. <laughs> and the structure still works. So you, you have like, it's like an Ubisoft open world type game structure where there are outposts that are like, each one is like, you know, guarded and you have to approach it carefully uh, and go from there. Uh, I, that, that, that approach still works, but I like the idea that it's just a small town. So it's just like <laughs> people with like pickup trucks, like <laughs> sitting in the back of them with like their, their like uh, shotgun they got from Walmart. And does it, does it take place like in a post-apocalyptic world? Like how long has this, how long has this zombie apocalypse been occurring for? I said like eight years, but, um, mm, depending on, years. that's uh, good. So that like, could have been yeah, like, sufficiently yeah. so apocalyptic the way of life now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like you, you have a civilization and you have right. a town and you've like mm -hmm. and they're well structure. established and it's not new to them. They've they've lived like this. Yeah. This is yeah, the town like operates like a well oiled machine, like everyone has right. like their specific tasks and they know how to do it and like this is how life is. Like it's not mm -hmm. like someone's and just like, Oh, I forgot that uh zombie bites uh can cause zombies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Uh, and then, and this is something that zombies are something they have actively defeat or actively tried to defend for mm -hmm. eight years. Yeah. Uh -huh. so. And maybe the tutorial is just emergence day where the whole shit goes down and you're the first fucking guy that gets bit. <laughs> so the tutorial is just like you going around and taking down completely helpless civilians. Yeah, yeah. so it's like The Last of Us where the very first mission is like yeah. the day of shit going down. Uh -huh. It's the exact same thing, but you get bit immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your guy goes down like a bitch. He doesn't even put up a fight. Doesn't even he see wakes, it. He wakes up in bed. Oh, God, no! Yeah. Oh, come on! The alarm clock goes off and a zombie's just waiting there for him with his arms yeah. crossed. The toe tapping. Yeah. Oh, man, that's great. That's it's like, fantastic. Uh, like 28 days later, but when he wakes up from the coma, he's like bit already. He's like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, what's happening? Oh, man. Oh, Dang. shit. <laughs> cool. Let's go over some of our honorable mentions. Um, so I had a few. Uh, let me go over these. Um, one of mine was a game where you play by attaching Joy-Cons. So that's the controller from a Nintendo Switch. You break them. Uh, you uh, disattach you them break from the it. Switch. You break and the you have to buy new ones. <laughs> you know, you break them off the same way you would a Kit Kat bar. Just like snap them <laughs> off the end. Like a um, Nintendo Stockholders video game. Yeah. <laughs> and uh with the game comes these uh these like fabric attachments that you put on your ears and you do put the joy cons into your uh attachments on your ears and the name of the game is play it by ear so you are playing <laughs> by tilting your head with the joy cons attached to your ears i had a very similar thought where it's a switch specific game and it's maybe it could be in the same set of like games 
but it's called see eye to eye and you have to oh. stare your opponent straight in the eyes and listen to the instructions and oh, it like that's, that's what you good. have to like move your joy cons oh, in a very specific cool. way these are both essentially just one two switch games yeah <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so that that's one i had uh another was so I'm gonna give you some celebrity guest shots from uh wife, my wife Michelle who never my wants wife. to be on the podcast but <laughs> nonetheless has some great ideas to contribute. Um, one of them is uh, bite off more than you can chew, which is a Ooh. competitive eating video game. Oh, sponsored by Joey Chestnut. <laughs> sponsored it. by our boy Joey Chestnut. You can play as Joey Chestnut. You can play as uh, what's the other guy's name? The <laughs> only other guy I like to knows. think of it's like Tony Hawk Pro Skater, Pro Skater, but Joey Chestnut's uh, bite off more than you can chew, and it's just Nathan Hot Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and there is strategy involved, you know, based on when you do slurp down your soda down your gullet, you know, how, 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 how you dip the, the bun Dipping into the, bun the, in the water. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Into the water so you could swallow oh. it faster. Yep. Uh, it's all about, you know, gullet maximization there. That's all. Um, another one that she presented me with was a lemonade stand tycoon type game. Uh, where you are kind of running this uh, lemonade stand uh, and you do need to, you know, level up your operation until you are eventually running a nationwide conglomerate. And it's called Pack-A-Punch. You're packing up your fruit punch. Oh. I thought you were going to say, well, I thought you were going to say, life gives you lemons. Yeah. Oh, that's There's a lemonade idiom. There's a lemonade idiom. No. I thought that was the wind up, and then he said pack no, a punch, and I was like, this is, lemons, huh. pack a punch. No, no, you start out with lemons, but then you upgrade to fruit punch. I'm you, sorry. That's, oh, okay. <laughs> that's the entire goal with when life gives you lemons is you want fruit punch. That's it. Want to work up that's to true. that? That's true. That's the whole. That's the whole idiom. Uh, and this last one that that she uh, gave me is uh, an infinite runner where you're collecting cash and it's a run for your money. And I'm oh. sure that I'm oh, literally sure nice. that this game exists. So like <laughs> one of the five people who listen to this podcast is going to be like, and done. Give me all yeah. your money. <laughs> no, that's the other thing that I want to say. We have a couple hundred listens at this point and only six reviews on uh, the podcast app. So I do want to say if you're listening to this podcast and you have not reviewed it, you are stealing from me. That is thievery. <laughs> if you listen to a podcast and you enjoy it and you do not give it a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app, you are a thief, is what I'm trying That's to say. It. If a Wire is- video game comes out within the next two years, you know, <laughs> it was like, wait yeah. a minute. Everybody will know. Well, hold on. We talked about we talked about Check's Quest in particular yeah. in oh, the corporate yes. advertising game episode. <laughs> a game nobody has heard about in 25 years. And then literally five days later, they announced Check's Quest HD. That's... We're on the cutting edge here, fellas. Someone's got their <laughs> They're uh, listening. To the ground. They're listening. One of those it. several hundred listeners that I talked about is Neil Druckmann, and Naughty Dog's <laughs> next, next project will be a blessing in disguise, <laughs> slash a blessing in disguise to Colin Renegade. <laughs> be Crash Bandapoot. Colin the Wire, Colin. The game. <laughs> it's, the, it's Tyler's game, but you're Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, You're Crash Bandicoot, and you have to try to fit in in a in a Baltimore downtown you know, Baltimore. The little the, like guy in the mask that helps you out is like trying to get you to go back to the street. <laughs> you know, way to make it. 
Yeah, so I have three. I have two that I came up with and one that is also a celebrity guest shot from my wife. Hit me, Papa. My wife. Okay, so my first one that I, I do like this game, it's called Stirring the Pot. And you are mm. a sous chef at an NYC kitchen. Yeah. And a very popular, big restaurant in uh, New York City. World famous risotto. And you are the sous chef. <laughs> and it's your job to stir that risotto. And if you've ever made risotto before, you know you need to stir it constantly it or it'll burn and you'll ruin it. So this it is, is probably, I'm thinking a game for the original Wii. Bring it out, <laughs> dust it off, blow the duster off. You find that little sensor, put it back up on your uh, projection big box screen uh, TV. And this is going to be like a like a Guitar Hero game, but uh, and you have to stir the risotto to a tempo of a song. To be like, mm. ain't nobody the as me, I'm just so fresh and clean. But you're spinning, you're stirring <laughs> as that song is going on to the beat. And if you get off the beat, then the risotto is ruined. My second game was uh, Hold Your Horses. This is a multiplayer game where you own a ranch and your friends own ranches um, and you all have horses on your ranches. So your job is to keep as many horses as you can. I'm thinking of like a five minute timed game and you know, you're trying to repair your fences as your horses are escaping and you are also actively trying to steal horses from your friends' ranches <laughs> oh, and bring them into your ranch. And your friends are doing the same, and you're trying to defend your horses. And the person that holds the most amount of horses at the end wins. <laughs> and this one, I thought this was great. This was from uh, Emily came up with this uh, pretty good idea here, which is uh, it's called Frosty Reception. Like, you know, I think of like an icy... Uh, you know, it, it was on an idioms list, guys. Yeah, that's, that's, that's real. No, that's real. Yeah, so like a, you know, like a cold, like a cold greeting kind of thing. So you are the father of a bride, and you love your daughter very much. What What are the two things that you guys think? You we have two fathers on here. Right. Kevin, are you a father? No. No. Okay, so two fathers on here. What is the most important story, story thing in your life? Out. As, you get, you, the top two things in your life as a father. Pete's not a father yet. Let's just say that. He hasn't right, paid well, his dues yet. I he's got like, him. He's, he's about ready. So what are the two things yeah. most important to any dad? Uh, dad jokes. The baby itself. Is that All one right. of them? You guys are close. You're, you're almost there. So the happiness, the happiness of their daughter on their wedding day is number yes. one. That's the what I was going to say, by the, the way. Second that, is was, control. that was my number three. Even though I don't have a daughter, <laughs> that, that was, was going to be three. The yeah. second is control of the thermostat. Need it. <laughs> Need that control. So you are, you, are the, you are the father of the bride. You love your daughter very much. You want her to have the best wedding possible. But, you know, you've, she has never wanted for anything. So she wants this outlandish wedding, and she wants to have a winter wonderland wedding at the North Pole in an ice hotel. It is, of course, very expensive, and you are just hemorrhaging money on this thing but it's what your daughter wants you want her to be happy this is the happiest day of her life so this is you are her father and at the game is you are at the reception and you are standing in front of the thermostat trying to keep cold guests away from changing the heat <laughs> because you don't want to pay for the uh the heat so this i'm picturing kind of like a, almost like a fruit ninja Type thing like for your cell phone, <laughs> or like a uh, slapping like a, like hands slapping away, or like a space invaders where like the people are coming and you're like trying to deflect them oh, or push them away, like you know? a root beer um, tapper kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, where you yeah. Need to and, keep and you beating them these, back. Um, oh, I love that. These hotel guests coming to try and uh, raise the thermostat, which you will not let them do. 
So you said this was a celebrity guest shot from your wife, Emily. Um, how complete was this idea when she brought it to you? How much workshopping needed to be done? Well, I gave her frosty reception and I had the idea of frosty reception with a thermostat. And you were a dad that needs mm. to control the thermostat. She brought in the the father of the bride thing and the wedding. Oh, and, wow. So she the, made um, the entire game. She, she made, made the, the only entire good parts game. Of the game. She skinned the entire game. She made it marketable. You go ahead and box <laughs> that up. We're ready. <laughs> oh, I love it. Print it. Ship it, baby. Here we go. Print it. Ship it, baby. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. And that's all I got. So. All right, Pete. What were your honorable mentions? I got a handful. Um, the one is it's a game through Twitch. And it's called Bust Your Chops. Mm. And it's basically a Yo Mama style disc contest. Oh. Uh, hosted, <laughs> hosted by Nick Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. So wait, is that Couldn't get Wilmer Valderrama for that one, huh? <laughs> no, nah, I can't yeah. get Wilmer. No, Wilmer's He's too, too busy with NCIS. He can't. Yeah. He can't. Oh, yes. <laughs> Wilmer's got shit going on. Nick Cannon, I got on speed dial. Nick Cannon called me the other night. That's how yeah. Hey, you got anything for me? You got anything around? Um, so wait, what, what's the gameplay look like? Is it just like video chat so and Nick Cannon I like is to just in the bottom that, right like narrating? I like to imagine that Nick Cannon is hosting the Twitch and he'll okay. pull two people who are like attending his Twitch uh, feed mm. and pull them in and they're like the people competing against each so other. So it's kind of like like a Price is Right situation where everyone in the audience can become a participant yeah. at any second. Oh, Anyone at any time can become a participant. Yeah. Oh, I so you love log into that. the Twitch and you are, you are potentially going to be on the show or yeah. on the game. Yeah. And that. and you know that chat is popping off because it's just filled with like dis professionals. <laughs> oh, so yeah. as they're watching, they're and they're trying to stand out to Nick Cannon so that he'll pick them to come on. So that chat is popping the fuck off. Yes. And oh, you know man. maybe if you're I just good read enough, that chat. Yeah. And if you're good enough, maybe Nick Cannon will put you on Wild and Out next season. Like, yeah, yeah, which is still <laughs> running somehow in the year of our Lord 2020. <laughs> <laughs> somehow Wild and Out is still on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I had Get It Out of Your System, which is basically uh, Crank the video game. Oh, oh yeah, I love that. <laughs> and then explain that. Hold on, hold on. Explain the gameplay there. What were you picturing? So the plot of Crank is Jason Statham gets like poisoned by a mafia leader, and he has to keep his adrenaline going, like at top levels at all time yes. or else the poison will slowly seep in and he will die. Oh, wow. So it's like, get it out of your system. You just have to like constantly keep your adrenaline up to be able so to try like and get the poison out of your system. So it's like a just cause type of game where there's like, yeah. like, like a built-in like jetpack system. Like <laughs> yeah. you can like grab onto any car and just hang you're off the back. You're grappling to helicopters. <laughs> you're doing crazy shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love that. Oh my God. <laughs> and like you're rewarded for style because that brings up your adrenaline. Oh yeah. my God. This is great. <laughs> this is great. And I'm picturing like each run being like, like, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, like short runs. This would be a big hit on Twitch because it would be very entertaining. Yeah, to very streamlined, very short. Uh, Let's like, just make this a mod for Just Cause 2. Like, I'm literally. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like picturing it as like um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater without the skateboard, and you're like, you're like jumping yes. off. Like, yeah, you like, need to like, do your combo and then guys and shit. Like, 
everything has like a name and it has like a times two multiplier and things like that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I like the idea that it all needs to string together into like a cohesive run. So Poor I'm combo. going to I'm going to hang from this helicopter uh, sidebar until I reach this uh, you know skyscraper where I could jump off, grab onto the skyscraper, swing around like I'm in Dancing with the Rain, jump off and land on this other. Can, uh, hold on, what rooftop. what film were you referencing? Dancing in the Rain. He grabs the street lamp and he swings around it. Classic <laughs> Debbie picturing. Reynolds film, Dancing in the Rain. Dancing in the Rain. <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing that I associate with adrenaline, it's Dancing in the Rain, baby. Nothing gets my blood pumping. <laughs> like also, I have the think of a final like one classic. Singing in the, in the Rain is the it film. Is singing in the Rain. Oh, Singing dude. in the Rain. <laughs> That's why we were mocking you this whole time. I thought well, there was some you know, sort of you know, like what? inside of joke I wasn't aware of. Like you, got, like you guys all knew someone who called it like Dancing in the Rain, and here it was. It was Chris. It was Chris. Yeah, it was Chris. Time. We all do just know that Chris. Guy. <laughs> One last celebrity guest shot, and it is full of beans slash spill the beans, and it's not actually a game. It's just a fart simulator on your phone. <laughs> it's just an app. Very good. Just oh, a I big like red button that says fart. Yeah, and it's just called Spill the Beans. That's, oh, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> All right, Kev, did you have any honorable mentions? One that didn't actually make it to book jacket length was, uh, <laughs> I also was looking at Stab Someone in the Back, but mm. mine did not have any sort of plot or uh, concept besides how <laughs> I remember uh, when I was a kid going to Counter-Strike LAN parties and uh doing when you were the last two guys on the map just doing knives knives only oh, <laughs> so mine was uh it'd be a first person shooter game with no shoot shooting uh where individuals are heavily armored and the only weapons available are knives and blades and you can only defeat an opponent by attacking their weak point and stabbing them in the back oh wow oh, that's awesome <laughs> That is, oh wow, that's good. And that reminds me of, I did something similar <laughs> except with Goldeneye, slappers only. And in Goldeneye, it was not like, it was not at all like, uh, you know, the kind of uh, war simulation where two shots and you're dead. Goldeneye, you had a health bar that went on seemingly forever. You could <laughs> unload multiple uh, automatic fire clips into a, into a player, and they would not die. And here you are with just your hand chopping in a diagonal motion, <laughs> trying to kill them. So it did literally go on forever. Um, and that was always very fun for me as a child, so I'd be oh, totally into this game. Uh, my other one, I, I, I took a gander at uh, Let the Cat Out of the Bag. Mm. But uh, the concept that popped into my head upon seeing that was uh, it's a cat burglar who has struck the town, but he's literally a cat burglar where he steals cats. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like like a uh, cliched uh, burglar guy has a, like the mask and like a curly mustache and he's got a big old <laughs> sack of cats over his shoulder yeah. and he's like tiptoeing around the town. <laughs> Um, and you're, you're a kid whose cat was stolen and you're trying to like sneak the cats out of the bag as he's like too busy, like looking around. Oh, so you're like sneaking up behind and cats. pulling the cats out of this giant sack of cats. <laughs> but, uh, I got tired of writing, uh, cat puns, um, when I was writing my notes. So I gave up. <laughs> I do want to point out one thing that's unique about that game. And that is when you're playing a stealth game, the other people 
uh, that you're trying to attack are usually just like on patrol or like completely unaware. I like the idea that you are playing a stealth game where your enemy is also in stealth mode. So you're they're trying the to sneak yeah. around you're undetected as well. Yeah. 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 Oh, I wow. Like that. that is that is hot. I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and let's hear that, <clears throat> that book jacket, baby, what we've been Please. waiting for. All right. So <clears throat> the year is 2020, and the president has created a program to protect the country from the threats of outer space. <laughs> Not wanting to have American lives harmed and for the larger publicity it would cause – Barnyard animals have been genetically altered and mutated to become space pilots. An elite squadron has been sent to space to take care of the invading alien forces. Some people thought that aliens attacking would only happen when pigs fly, and they were right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So it uh, sneaks up on you there at the end. I love it. And my notes were, uh, it's literally just Star Fox, but with pigs. Oh, that's you know there is a pig yes. in Star Fox already. His name is Pigma. Or Pigma, yeah. But uh, these are all the good pigs. These are these not these aren't villain oh, pigs. Okay, good pigs. And it, my other note would just be lots of pig and deli meat puns. Like, thanks, you really saved my bacon back there. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Oh man, that is gold. That's fantastic. I love that. Oh, holy cow! All right, it's time to vote, and I feel like every episode so far it's been a very obvious choice, but I feel like all of these are really good i'm gonna i'm gonna vote for kev's uh what was it better off dead or wouldn't be caught wouldn't dead. be, wouldn't caught, be dead. caught dead i'm gonna vote for kev's zombie game wouldn't be caught dead what yeah, does everyone I, else think i like the yeah. strategy of the wouldn't be caught dead of just like having mm-hmm. to like determining who to turn or who to just straight up kill and like the advantage and disadvantage the strategy oh, yeah. involved with that is very mm-hmm. fun I think I'd have to vote for that too. That that does seem like a really just fun game to play. It feels like it'd be fun to watch somebody play too. Yeah, I, and I I just feel like out of all the games we talked about today, I could just see this one. I can literally <laughs> yeah. see it yeah. in my head. It feels like a real game that you could play. I I, I yeah. I it love feels that like something it. that could be made for the Switch and like sold tomorrow. That like yeah. I can right. pull it out and just <laughs> yeah. like be playing on a subway. Just like <laughs> there's so many fun aspects to it. Yeah. Oh man. Oh well, I can't wait to play it. Thank God it's being made right now <laughs> by our it's developers. It's being made right now. I got. The I'm Google sending. Alert. I'm sending the back of your book jacket to our developers right now. It'll be ready tomorrow. Just We've got Brian it, locked hours. in Chris's extra bedroom, <laughs> yeah. and we're just gonna force him to start coding now. Yeah, I'm gonna send it to Brian. He'll he'll get Approve right. Approve the overtime. <laughs> Uh, my name is Chris Gordon. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you could find me on Spotify. If you like that intro music, by the way, and outro music that plays, that's my that's one of my songs. Um, and you could hear it on Spotify if you search Sprightly. Uh, and you could find me on Twitter, at your boy Sprightly. Uh, I'm Tyler Burrell. Don't worry about the Twitter, because I'm not going to tweet again. And I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if you want me to plug to something, promise. just come to Philly and drive across a bridge or something and enjoy it. Uh, my name is Pete Corvesses. I'm on Twitter as at Pete Corvesses. Uh, I don't tweet often, but when hockey season comes back around, you can hear me yell angrily into the void about how angry <laughs> I am about the Penguins. Buddy, you better buckle up. If you give buckle that account up. a follow and the Penguins start losing Ooh, any games boy. whatsoever. Once this tournament style starts in July, oh, dang. <laughs> Woo, baby. <laughs> Uh, I'm Kevin Clark. I'm on Twitter at Kevy Clark. That's Kevin Clark without the N because someone took that one. 
Um, <laughs> and basically, if you want to follow, you can follow me if you want to see uh, me tweaking Simpsons quotes to fill my agenda. Yes. <laughs> Kev's Twitter is very funny. I uh, <laughs> highly recommend a, a follow to Kevy Clark. Um, cool. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, this was our comedy game design podcast. I totally play that. Uh, just want to remind you that if you don't leave a five star review, you are a thief. You it are is a theft. literal thief. Do you know how they, in the 90s they used to ask, would you download a car? This is the same thing. <laughs> this is the same. <laughs> would you download a car? <laughs> you, are, you are Napster and we are Metallica. I think is the way you look at it. I'm going to go full on Lars Ulrich on your ass if you don't leave a five-star review. I haven't said anything about reviews, but you better be ready, buddy, if you're listening to this and you don't leave a five-star review. Um, Well, thank you for listening. Love you. You That's really... Is that how you end it? Is that like your... That's how I end it every single time. That's your (laughs) sign-off.